And I call them divils, these kidney divils, right? Is any team, truthfully, I mean, hand in heart, any team who can plot and implement and take down clear at the moment, I, I do think it's kidney. Join myself, Will O'Callaghan, along with James Skehill and Paul Murphy for the best insight this hurling season. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Delighted to say Aaron Kernan is with us. Aaron, good morning to you. How are you? Morning, Darren. Um, did the brawl help or hinder Armagh, do you think? Um, to be honest, I'm not really sure it had much of an effect on them. Um, I, I don't think it changed the outcome of the game the way I probably imagined it would have. Um, it, uh, I suppose the, the nature of how chaotic the game had got uh, towards the end of normal time, it, it didn't seem to, to knock either side uh, off their stride. Um, yes, there were mistakes and there were people going down with cramp and um, decision-making was always going to be different. Uh, but uh, no, in terms of what actually happened, I think both teams uh, spent enough time refocusing um, and going out and making sure that they did what they had to do to, to finish out the game and get the win. Um, and fortunately, on, for Galway, uh, they just managed that bit more composure whenever it comes to the penalties. Then it did seem as if um, Galway recovered composure in extra time in a way that the last ten minutes, the last eight minutes, or uh, the added time at the end of normal time. That their composure had deserted them. I don't know, maybe maybe they got a bit of righteous indignation or something in the changing room from it. It just felt like a little bit. It, Galway somehow managed to recover from a situation where it looked like they were in rag order. They did, and I would have felt that uh, Armagh definitely were the team in the ascendancy. Like realistically, Galway had the game won and won well. Uh, like six points up with a couple of minutes to go. Um, you expect to see that out uh, but in fairness to, to everybody's you know they, they stuck at it uh, you could say maybe some of the goals were fortuitous but we put the ball into the danger area and we had the right men in the right place um, and it made for an absolutely grandstand finish and um, I know obviously the, the past few years have been difficult on everybody um, but I suppose from an IMR perspective it's a long time since we've been that close and that competitive uh, in, a, in an All-Ireland quarter-final the business end of the season and I think our supporters really um, got got involved and, and made it an unbelievable occasion um, and it carried on for practically another hour after that between um, the extra time and the penalties. What what what's the standing of of the management team at the moment? Because it, it like this does not feel like it's a team that has finished. It doesn't feel like it's a a team that's reaching the end of a road. It feels like we're you know I think like you know the last couple of years as you say we would have seen a performance like this from Armagh through the back door if there had been a back door during the COVID championship, and we would have got to this point a little bit earlier. Certainly in terms of the rest of the country paying attention to what was happening because we saw the quality of the football they played in the league this year so I presume no one's clamouring for a change and that actually everybody feels like you're in the middle of something here as opposed to towards the end of it Ah yeah like that wouldn't even be coming into to the equation um, after yesterday evening uh, I would have to say I would fully expect the, the management team uh, to stay on and uh, you know I suppose if you just look at it again we're not, we're not the excuses uh, genuinely I felt Gore probably were the better team um, we, we just showed Chris to, to stick in it whenever Duckley was going away from us but we're, we're missing um, a few key players as well there yesterday um, just throughout through injury where maybe the likes of Derry at the moment have made the breakthrough they're, they're quite fortunate where they're, they have a full hand to pick from so definitely there are a few key faces who will come back into the mix next year that will make us even stronger in terms of 
they'll definitely be starters um, or even they'll vote through your bench through the options that we would have like we had two boys coming on yesterday um, Justin Cairn like you get a couple of minutes against Donegal um, and Owen Woods from Carrick and I'd never played for us at senior level so they were boys you were bringing on at the end of normal time uh, that have no real experience at this level uh, so our bench well their experience and what they gained yesterday they'll be better for it but Definitely, there are other key personnel, number four or five players that will will make us a better group for next year, and I would fully expect that management team to be the ones to lead them. It's interesting you talk about um, feeling like Galway were actually the the better team because that that seems to be a consensus that's building. But in the first fifteen twenty minutes, it didn't look like they were the better team, and it felt almost as if the game is there for Armagh. If if there's just a little bit more self belief, or I don't know, is it is it experience? Because like the the gap between the two teams was you know there was no gap at the end of uh, of extra time so um, I guess what I'm trying to say is is there actually elements that Armagh are going to be looking back on that going ah Jesus that was right there for us if we just did X, Y and Z No apologies you're right in terms of the first 20 minutes um, I thought we completely controlled the game I thought we had a better team I thought we looked like we'd settle really well uh, I think a big one that we will look back at regrets is the two goal opportunities that we actually created, that we worked on, um, which was Jarley O'Burns, where, where he breaks through and fists the ball over the bar. Um, and then the other one was where Rain O'Neill hits a superb pass. Everything he's going to shoot into the hill, hits a nice wee diagonal ball into Aidan Nugent. Greg McCabe comes straight off Aidan's right shoulder, heading towards goal. But Aidan turns, thinking he was going to get shot off himself, and they end up getting blocked. And out of those two uh, attempts, we got one point. Um, you know, And I think if you just look at the day before, for me, it's a mentality thing where Derry are clearly looking for goals. It's something that they're clearly speaking about and something that they're clearly working on in training. Um, they have a ruthless streak in them once they get, even if it's a half a sniff, they're going for goal. They don't care. And I think that's one aspect that Arma in particular will look back with regret. Um, but it is a, it's an area that obviously you can work on and you can identify. Um, but as for yesterday, it was an area that I, I think at that stage, you were speaking about first 15, 20 minutes, if Jarlio goes for goal and Nick goes in, um, I, I would have thought that we definitely would have had complete control of the game because at that stage, goal, we were still finding their feet where we looked like we were really settled and assured. Um, and then obviously they reeled us in and you, you go in half time and draw a game where we basically had control of it for the vast majority. So what changed then? What's, what allowed Galway to, to reel our mat in? Uh, I thought that I was in the canal end, so I thought their forward shape, uh, they, they looked a bit confused about where they all were going to play. And I'm talking about in particular the danger men, Comer, Finnerty, Walsh. They, they never really looked like they were getting in threatening positions. They never looked like they were available for a nice wee pop inside pass, like the ones I'm speaking about that, that Ray and O'Neill give in to Aidan Nugent for the goal chance, or there was another one in the Aidan Nugent. He literally just led out from basically the the end lane uh, straight in front of goal, wins it in the 14, pops it off a shoulder to the Ray O'Neill, taps it over the bar. Simple scores Armagh were getting. Um, but Galway then started to have more men ahead of the ball so that they were winning possession in the inside forward lane. And then coming on the loop, Matthew Tierney had a super one off his left foot. Rob Finnerty had a cracking one coming in off the Hogan stand off his left foot. So it was the... I, I don't know whether the... They were overthinking it in terms of, you know, trying to take Armagh players into different positions or whether they just got bit knocked back by Armagh's intensity. Um, but once they got settled into the game, I felt that at all times they had they had their danger men in, in the right areas. So it was particularly Comer and Finnerty 
Um, I thought Walsh was really well marshaled throughout the whole game. Um, but yeah, their their forward shape in particular changed, and defensively they they were very standoffish. I don't know whether they're afraid of giving away a free or committing to a tackle and and getting skipped by. Um, but they were quite passive early on, and they they fairly got the, the grips with air boys. They had pressure on the man on the ball and then they always had a second man who was coming in to double up which basically slowed Armagh's play and made the next pass go backwards and then we had to come forward again and go with and obviously were much better set up um, so all in all you have to give them credit they adapted to the game um, whether it was managerial tweaks or instructions or the players themselves um, they definitely showed good composure to keep themselves in a game whenever it looked like it was going away from them and that's like the really optimistic thing for Galway going into the semi-final is that like they would have been put through the ringer yesterday but that is such a huge amount of credit to have in the bank going into that semi-final and specifically as you say to be able to figure out that defensive system that Armagh employed yesterday and to know that their management can get it right in game or that their players can figure it out themselves in game is a hugely encouraging thing before that Derry match Absolutely and to be fair everyone would have had their question marks over Galway more from a mental perspective uh, whenever games were going against them obviously not in terms of the, the skill attributes that they have so like they will take well they would have been really disappointed at the time to throw away a six point lead late on I, I think whenever Borgi sits back himself and his management team it's the character that they show in the first half it's the character that they show to come out in extra time or penalties uh, like you can't quantify that you, Joyce could take them out to, to Lock George the training centre as often as he wants and and try and convince them that, you know, we're good enough and this is our year and why wait for another year. But what they actually did yesterday, he now has he has genuinely something to work with with them um in terms of what he would have seen and this was the pride that he would have had in them that they were able to see out difficult situations, um, keep their calmness and composure and I suppose it was all over the field. I just thought that they they, they had an assurance about them. Um, Kieran Malloy in particular to me in that 15 minutes before half time, I thought he looked really, really good on the ball himself. And them Silk obviously have huge, um, I suppose, a huge winning mentality whenever it comes to Crow Park because of what they've done off the back of their, their Carfin exploits. And uh, like they would have no inferiority complex to anybody. But those boys in particular got on a huge amount of ball, were very composed and very calm um, and, and just seen out diff- a difficult time for them. And like I said, then they were able to come in at, at half-time, draw and, and momentum starting to really build with them. So all in all, um, they'll be absolutely delighted uh, with what they would have got out of yesterday in terms of the mental uh, suppose baggage that they might have had. I think I heard one of the stats that they'd only won maybe one game in Crow Park in, in this past 13 or 14 years, which is incredible to think whenever you give the quality of players that they have. So to win a game in that fashion, you know, not it wasn't a game where it went one easy to have to absolutely go to the penny or collar and be asked every question possible and more and still answer them is it's a terrific way to go into a semi final. How do you stop Derry then? That's a difficult one. Uh, it'll be a different prospect to RMA because while I felt yesterday it was going to go the way that it did pan out because I thought um, both teams have definitely improved like always improved defensively and how they were even from the league final this year Armagh 
massively improved from what they were uh, against Monaghan last year in terms of the amount of goals they conceded. But I knew they would still keep enough men ahead of the ball that they could play a direct style uh, and they would rack up big scores. Derry obviously kill you on a counter-attack. Um, you just simply can't carry the ball into traffic to get turnovers and you can't kick it away um, needlessly. But to, to be fair to Galway, I think they have enough really good quality footballers and I think that's why yesterday will be massive because of the, the actual self-belief and confidence that they will take from it. Um, it's it's no one when to, to pick a pass inside to, to, your, to your inside men. Like I, I still wouldn't be risk averse to putting the long ball in to Damien Comer and having runners coming off him because he has the physical attributes to win that ball and then he has the quality to come off either shoulder, whether it's Finnerty or Walsh from, from either wing. So for me, like I think you have to ask those questions. I know to a certain extent you do still need to play the game on their terms, but ultimately if you want to beat them, you need to do what suits you best. Um, and Galway need to they need to be working on that fine balance over the next few weeks in terms of being composed in possession at all times, um, but still asking questions of the Derry full-back lane in their full-back lane. You know, not not having Comer doing what Michael Murphy done and coming out the field to try and get on balls and working one-twos and trying to bust through tackles from there uh, because it takes the likes of your Brandon Rogers out the field. Um, you've seen what Conor McCluskey done the other day, Chris McKay's up taking shots. So Derry defenders, they are more than happy if you start taking them out the field. So it's, it's Galway finding that right balance between... In sensible what they do in, in play um, but also still having their danger men in the right areas um, that that they can cause dairy trouble uh, One of the things you mentioned Carf in there like obviously the, the Slough Needle players have the experience of going to the end of the season uh, in big games and so this isn't an inexperienced Derry side even though at this level they don't have this experience at senior inter-county level so there's no fear when you're talking about well, what level of performance we're going to get from them Derry will show up against Galway no matter what is thrown at them get the sense that they're going to play to their potential in this game and that's the incredible thing about what they've done this year uh, I, I sort of felt that the Tyrone performance I, I, I would have thought, well, I would have known with Rory Gallagher that they were going to be so well set up, so focused, so motivated all year with this one big game in place. But to then go and back it up since is incredible. And it just goes to show how focused and how united as a group they are and how much they have bought into him and, and his philosophies. And they're going to be incredibly hard to beat. Like This game is going to the wire. Go and need to prepare for what happened yesterday again because like th- th- there's no way this is going to be uh, an easy an easy day out for anybody Derry will go for the full 70 minutes 90 minutes whatever it takes and for me that is the biggest thing that they have improved on this year in terms of the style of football they play and the high energy and men behind the ball we've seen all that a million times and so many teams have tried to replicate it since Jimmy McGuinness broke in with this Donegal team in the early uh, well, it was 11, 12, obviously, whenever they won the All-Ireland. Uh, but no one has been able to even get close to replicate doing what they were doing until this Derry team. Um, it, it's, it's been absolutely incredible to turn around in them, considering where they've come over this past few years. Uh, and, and even they could have taken a huge knockback in terms of the hiding that Galway gave them in, in Owen Begg, uh, the second last league game, whenever basically everything was riding in that game. 
it, it could have derailed them completely where players could have you know within their, themselves and maybe their own weak groups felt like Jesus, you know are we doing the right thing in terms of how we're tactically set up but they obviously brushed it off very they put it off as a one-off and they've regrouped hugely from that like and the thing with the Jim McGuinness comparison and the Donegal comparison is that it feels like the Dairy team could get over the line at the first time of asking. It kind of feels like whatever they were doing over the last few years of COVID has made a, a real difference in a way that, you know, Donegal obviously had to lose that semi-final in 2011 and come back a more evolved team in 2012. Like I may be getting way carried away with uh, Saturday here, but it feels like Derry are closer to the finished article this year than Donegal potentially were in 2011. To be fair, you, you wouldn't be that far gone. Like whenever it's the ruthlessness that they had the other day, and and how how much they wanted to go for the throat straight away. And you can say right, it, it's it's only player, but it was an All Ireland quarter final, big game for Derry too. Um, like they could have been could have been a hangover from the Ulster final. That could have been they could have been happy with their lot, but they're clearly not. Um, they are absolutely they've ticked one box now. And it wasn't about winning a quarterfinal and it won't be about winning the semi-final and they won't openly come out and say it, but they're going to win the All-Ireland. That's all that they have in their head. And and that's a difficult animal to hold back whenever they're playing with the energy and the intensity and the madness that they are uh, at, at the moment that they have throughout the whole championship. So, um, no, they are very much focused on they want to win this All-Ireland and it's not a matter, matter of waiting for next year and hopefully evolve and develop. And, yeah. Um, get get a few more players. No, it's now. I think they, their plan is to win the All Ireland this year. Well, they they not wait anymore. The point about the Clare thing is like, uh, as you say, people will go, "Oh, it's only Clare," but they were they've done exactly the same thing against Division One teams in Ulster the whole way through. They've always, when there's been a goal opportunity on, they've been like, "Yeah, we're going to take that." There's no fisting the ball over the bar with these guys. No, no, and uh, that, that's why it would be lazy analysis to turn around and and try and throw it at you know, it's just Clare. Um, it would be disrespectful obviously Clare and very disrespectful to Derry they've been doing this like they went after Tyrone Tyrone were absolutely annihilated as All-Ireland champions within their own backyard um, Monaghan done everything they could to stick with them couldn't do it Derry or Donegal to be fair maybe look late on like they maybe had them beat but Derry just stuck to their principles stuck to what they were going to do and chased down what looked like uh, a defeat and manage to salvage a win out of it. So um, they they won't care. They won't care who they come up against. The the self belief and the drive that was in that group. Um, they, they like I said they've ticked one box, but they'll absolutely have visions of something much bigger. Uh, Park Joyce was very against penalty shootouts. This is not soccer. Essentially, was what he was saying. Kieran McGinley was like, "Look, the, uh, you know the way things are at the moment. Asking fans and supporters <coughs> to come to Dublin again, it's too expensive. We all knew what the story was." Uh, heading into the championship there's heartbreak in sport like it's what it is uh, where do you stand on this this morning I agree it is what it is uh, we knew before the season started that there's going to be penalties everyone from Armagh was saying to, like as we were leaving the ground yesterday you know, that's no way to, to lose but my thing is so say if we come back next weekend uh, obviously you have the expense for, for families and supporters but then what happens if it ends in a draw next week and the All Ireland semi finals the following week. Do we have to go to the penalties next week? Is it okay next week? Do you know, if you know what the rules are, you can't be complaining today about it. Um, do you know, it is what it is. I would have rather the game to be finished and, and completed yesterday. Um, it's not ideal. It's it's new in terms of this stage of knockout uh, championship football. But my thing is, if it was a draw next week, 
it went to extra time. It was still a draw. We're going to have to do penalties at some stage, you know. So, uh, and I, I would rather if we had been lucky enough to get over yesterday to have your week's break to then go and prepare for an All Ireland semi final. Um, so, the, the big thing that we always spoke about for years in terms of your your calendar that was going to accommodate your club and your county players and give certainty was that you had to put a proper structure and the only way that you can guarantee that you're going to finish out games and not having them dragging on all year is by playing to a close on the day. And the biggest probably issue in terms of I would have is, as a GA person yesterday was what happened to Mayo and Kerry you know, like I, I don't know how they remain focused, and, and I would be fairly sure that the drag on uh, and the layoff in their game affected their game. It affected the atmosphere, obviously, in their game. But psychologically, it had to be a huge uh, hindrance to, to both those players. So I, I definitely think, in terms of the time that it took for penalties and that there, that the GA absolutely have to tighten up on that. It seemed like it took forever. Yeah. Um, it could have took about 20 minutes yeah. from the end of extra time for the penalties. I couldn't understand. Maybe it was because it was the such biggest high-profile game was in TV. They were trying to tick every box, but it just took forever and the atmosphere nearly died um, with us. Um, so, so that's the biggest thing that I think the GA needs to go to. If we're going to go for penalties, that's fine. We all know where to stand. Get out and get practicing them. You know, it's as simple as that. I, I heard, obviously, Sean Cavanaugh saying it's, it's not a fundamental of our game in terms of penalty taking but free takers are the ones who go out and practice after training every night because they're going to hit the freeze so if you're going to be hitting penalties get out and practice every night and we can't be using it as an excuse I agree with that 100% Aaron good stuff thanks for joining us cheers not a problem man OTB AM with Gillette get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar 